My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I have a super exciting guest coming on my show today, Joy, Fo- Joy Foster. She is the founder of Tech Pixies, a multi-award winning online training company. She's also the host of Sparkle and Thrive. Joy has helped 13,000 women start the journey of up upskilling with social media, which is super exciting. I mean, she has a lot under her belt. Welcome to the show, the show, Joy. How's it going? Thanks, Brittany. Uh, It's going great. So, you know, it's wonderful adventure, helping women get their confidence with social media in particular. Um, And we've been able to use our podcast in order to share their success stories over the years. So uh, even uh, in the last 24 hours, I've, I've done two podcasts with two of our alums and been able to share their stories. So the power of podcasting and also um, the power of online learning, two things that I'm crazy about. And I think you guys are too. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm super excited to dive into our topics. You know, you have a lot of value to share with my listeners and myself. So I can't wait for that. But before we dive into any of those topics, why don't we go back and if you don't mind sharing a little bit of your story, I know my introduction was brief and I think this would be the perfect time to go ahead and, you know, talk about what it was like and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I'm a big fan of five, four, three, two, one, just do it. And, uh, years and years ago, I was building websites, uh, for charities. I wasn't making a lot of money and I wasn't making a lot of headway. Uh, but I was taking on teenagers who had long-term risk of unemployment and in working with them, I was teaching them how to build WordPress websites. Uh, the mothers started saying to me, I want the program that you're giving my children because I want to go back to work. And so I realized I had an opportunity to work with women who were highly educated, who taken career breaks and wanted to go back to work. And so I started calling around uh, and speaking to some people that I knew had connections and managed to talk to this one friend of mine who said, hey, I've got a grant that's just come across my desk. You should apply for it. So I put in for uh, 16,000 pounds to start a program to help 12 women go back to work after a career break. We had some women on that program that had been out of work for 22 years. Some had been out for two years uh, and uh, very happy to say all 12 of those women successfully went back to work. And at that point, we were, in on, we were a face-to-face only course and I could only handle about 10 women at a time. We were running cohorts in London and in Oxford. I'm based in the UK, despite my American accent, I'm not in the US because uh, I'm married to a Brit. And we did that for a while. And at about after about 13 cohorts traveling between two cities, um, it really started to get a bit challenging to scale. And so we decided to move the program online. And uh, I raised, raised some money in 2018, 2019, and then moved the program online. We were really perfectly poised when the pandemic hit. Uh, and we introduced our first cohort of 100 women in 2020. And now we've worked with over 850 women in our paid programs and 13,000 women have gone through our online boot camps uh, and crash courses and things like that that get them started on social media. This is so exciting. I love it. Um, and 
with the challenges of scaling, what was the biggest one that you noticed um, before moving online? Before moving online, the biggest challenge I had was the cost of transport and um, like and the cost of the place that I needed to run the programs in. So I was lucky I got a sponsorship from an organization where they gave me a room at no charge, but then I still had to pay for the instructors to be there. I had to make sure that um, women could get there. So the challenge we had was, you know, for someone, it was only in London and it was only in Oxford. So it might be a whole day's travel to get there and back for some women. And if they had children that caused problems with school run pickup and everything else. So there were a lot of challenges, but um, I think the biggest one too, is that we can only have, we can only work with 10 to 12 women at a time. Yes, for sure. I get that, you know, and that's so relatable to my, my listeners, for sure. We have talked about similar uh, scaling challenges. So hundred percent relatable, you know, so when, with moving online, I mean, I'm sure you feel a sense of freedom too. Can we talk a little bit about that? I mean, you're scaling, you you can scale to whatever you want now. You can, I mean, having a podcast, you're opening connections globally, not you'd normally wouldn't have had, right? Um, that all kind, kind of ties in together. How do you feel about that? Well, there were definitely other challenges when we went online. Um, one of the challenges, right. one of the challenges we faced was scaling Facebook ads. Uh, in fact, I think that's where I made most of my big mistakes. Um, I just thought if you threw more money at Facebook, um, it would just mean you made more money. And that's absolutely not what happened to us. We, we, we doubled down and doubled down and doubled down. And we made, um, we did make more money up to a certain point. And then suddenly it, it reversed on us. And that was a huge um, challenge. And we lost all of our cash overnight. This is probably like October, 2021, when the iOS changes came in. So you know, that was one thing that also that hit us as an online company scaling online, um, using the Facebook ads. That was a real, that was really hard. We also have solely focused on one country, which I think looking back on it, I wish I'd built the the company, um, as a global company, because you have the capacity to do that online. So, you know, if I look back and say, okay, what change would I have made? Would I have introduced it into the U S sooner or into the global market sooner? Definitely. Um, we're in the middle of trying to build, an evergreen version of what we teach that goes out globally, um, launching June 1st, fingers crossed whenever you're listening to this, but, um, that's, you know, we've been trying to build that for three years. It's taken a long time to try and figure out how to do that. But I would say there's new challenges. Every time you, you, you take a step forward, uh, you face new challenges and it really creates a person who it either makes you or breaks you. You either keep pushing through the challenges and discover, a new level of, you know, yourself or you give up. And I think there's been lots of opportunities to give up over the years. I heard someone say recently, there's a point in your business where it actually is more painful to give up than to keep going. <laughs> and I think we definitely hit that place uh, and it, it became more painful to give up than to keep going. So we just kept going. And um, pretty much from May of 2022 onwards, we were able to change things and rebuild things. And we now, um, you know, have uh, everything's working back working much better. Um, and we've rebuilt everything, but it's definitely been, there've been a lot of moments where it felt like quitting could be an option, but I decided not to. I love this. Thank you for sharing. Now, what, what point in the business or yeah, what, I guess what point in the business was it when you finally hit that, you know, you, you built that multiple six figure. Tell me about that. I mean, um, what was it like when you hit it and when did it, what, at what point of that journey was it when you hit it? 
Yeah, that's really interesting because I mean, a lot of people don't take investment for an online business and I did. So I was under a lot of pressure to deliver the revenue really fast. And we did deliver the revenue really fast. We went from a company that was, I think, turning around 80,000 a year, which in US dollars at the time might be about 100,000 to uh, in the COVID year 2020, it was 411,000. And then we went to 565,000 in 2021. Those were really big leaps. Um, but also in leaping so much, we ended up um, building out a team and infrastructure, um, anticipating that it would go to a million uh, in an annual turnover. And uh, and we did almost hit a million in 12 months. Um, and there were so, I, it grew so fast and there was so much going on. I made, and I didn't have enough confidence in my own skill set. And I made a lot of investments in different programs, trying to figure it all out. And Anyway, at the end of the day, um, it felt amazing. Like I remember when we hit a million pounds, it felt amazing. I was like, wow, you know, we made a million pounds. And then I looked at my bank account and I was like, there's nothing in there. And then not only that, but um, my personal, my personal net worth had not changed at all. And in fact, um, oftentimes I had salary sacrificed or I'd, I'd, I'd given my salary to other people or other programs in order to like get me to where I was. So I did have a big, um, a, a big talk with myself. And I said, well, when I get to 2 million, I want to make sure that I've actually got money in the bank and I want to do things differently. So um, and then I was forced to do different th things differently because we, we no longer had any funding and I had to rebuild. So the thing that I think is the most special to me is that we then had one of the hardest years we've ever had 2022. And I think a lot of online businesses can relate to this um, sort of the, 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 the growth that we all saw through the pandemic started to, to wane off. And I know a lot of businesses saw a downturn in 2022. And then of course, in the UK, you've got war, you've got Brexit, you've got, you know, all sorts of other things going on. So I'm most proud of what we did in 2022 and what we're doing now in 2023. We've basically had no funding whatsoever since June of 2022. And we've been able to completely rebuild the business. And so 2022 and 2023 will be multiple six-figure years. And I will have done it with no funding whatsoever. Um, and that's, that's a big deal for me. Um, and it's, and, you know, and I've, and I just did a post recently about what it was like to take, um, to not have a salary for a year, because I had, in order to keep my team on, on, to keep my team on board, I had to sit, to give up my salary and give it to them. Um, because I had no other way of funding their salaries because I had no funding. So I'm most proud of the fact that I just faced all the fear around, you know, would we still be here tomorrow every single day? And then just, you know, I just kept selling really. I mean, I kept putting offers out there. I kept, I made better offers. Um, I developed new programs. I introduced new programs. We introduced high ticket programs. Um, so, you know, I did what I did everything I need. I did everything that I could think of to keep it going. And, you know, here we are, we're still going. And, um, and it's a wonderful place to be the other side of that. And, you know, obviously we're still, still a long way from where I want to be, but we're way closer than we were before. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what I'm really proud of. So I think when I hit six figures the first time or multiple six figures, first six figures, the first time I had no concept of, of what that meant. Um, and cause we did it so fast. Whereas now four years later, <laughs> like, it means a lot more to me. And, and I know how hard it's been to do it without funding as well. So yeah. 100%. Just, I mean, 
you you really have to stick it out and you have to sacrifice your own salary never mind all the other things that you have to sacrifice but you know that that's made you into the entrepreneur that you are today and like you know you can relate to people so much more now i'm sure because you have these stories to share you know um now based on the people you work with females is that correct tell me about your your avatar and what yeah, my you my bread and butter specific yeah yeah, my bread and butter is working with women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. I do have women in their 70s in my program, and I have women in their 30s, but mostly 40s, 50s, and 60s. And very often they're perimenopausal or postmenopausal. Um, so one of the things that hits women, you know, there's two things that women exit the workplace for. They exit the workplace when they're having children, and they exit the workplace when they're going through menopause. Uh, and it has a lot to do with the hormonal changes that are happening in their body that affect their brain and the way that they think and what they can remember and can't remember. And anyway, long story short, it's just the two major exit periods. Now there's other things that exit women from the workplace, breast cancer, um, or mental health or looking after elderly parents, uh, all of these things, uh, affect women. So what I learned was that, uh, social media was one of the fastest ways for women to get their confidence back. Um, and we've since introduced other programs, but we've focused primarily on the, the neuroscience behind how do I um, work through barriers and blocks that are holding me back. And we started with social media. We now do business coaching uh, and we also do life coaching. So those are our three areas of expertise, but it's really about working with women in that age range who have a lack of confidence um, and may have been working for free for other people for decades and now want to start to become financially independent, either through becoming a social media manager or launching their own business or just getting clarity on what kind of job they want to do and then actually going for it. And diving right in. That's exciting. I love it. So with the podcast, I know that you interview those who, and talk about their success stories, this and that, how else does it tie into your business? Yeah. So the podcast is called Sparkle and Thrive. And every year, well, for, for about four years, every year I had a new theme. So we've been on Be Brave and Sparkle for a while now. Um, but Sparkle is, uh, it stands for our value set. So supportive, positive, authentic relationships with women who are keen to learn and want to be empowered. And really the idea behind Sparkle and Thrive is that we are speaking to women in our community who've gone through our systems, our processes, our programs, and then have got results. And we share those as inspirational stories for the people. And so, you know, I just had a woman on the podcast who a single mom, um, you know, she was you know, really scared. She was going to lose her son because she's the primary um, person who pays for him. And she, you know, she had a job, but she wanted to give up that job and start her own business. And she wanted to start getting paid properly for it. And so, you know, all the processes that she had to go through mentally to get to a place where now she's running a business that turns over more than 50,000 a year. She's fully sustainable. She, you know, is totally able to take care of her son. She has no fears about that. And now she's growing her business, you know, to six figures. Um, you know, that's one example of someone I get to interview. Um, you know, I also have another gal that I interviewed who was on government benefits, universal credit. She'd lost her job. She was living with her parents again, single mom. Um, she helped children with math anxiety. She launched a tutoring business online using our social media training. Um, that business took off and within 12 months she was fully booked and she won the, the not entrepreneur of the year. She won the, um, special needs educator of the year for Wales. 
And, you know, her biggest problem was I'm fully booked. What do I do? And, you know, we taught her some other techniques to sort of grow her business. And then she ended up buying her own house. And so came off government benefits, bought her own house, you know, moved in with her partner, you know, has her, has this beautiful life in Wales fully around her whole, what she's passionate about. So, you know, I have so many incredible stories and I get to share those stories on the podcast. Um, and, and, and the podcast has become a way for people in our community to get to know each other, but also to, to, to be inspired mostly. Uh, and I bring in outside guests as well, but very rare. I, I, I right. usually stick with my own community for my podcast guests and I get a lot of requests to be on my podcast and I turn them down pretty much all the time. <laughs> Amazing. So let's talk about those requests that come from podcast, uh, to come on your show. Now, I think that's great that you actually do shut them down because, you know, you have to be really specific as to who's coming on your show, what you're trying to get across to your audience. And like for us, we did the same thing. 80% of the people who applied actually do get declined for now. Not that we don't won't have them on in the future or we don't want them, but it just doesn't suit the theme of what our audience is looking for. So totally get it. What is your process for, you know, going ahead and, you know, accepting certain people onto the show and the rare ones that you do. Yeah. We have four, you've worked with. we have four themes that we rotate through. So one is social media. So every year I interview my social media coaches. So I don't, I don't do the social media coaching anymore. Um, I have people that are way better than that at me, uh, than me. So I do a series called the, our social media trends and I interview all my social media coaches. We obviously teach like five or six networks. So we have lots of podcasts around that. Um, and then another theme that I talk about is life coaching, neuro coaching. So I believe in the, you know, um, rewiring your subconscious. Uh, I I believe a lot of the barriers that stop us from moving forward are in the subconscious and we have to consciously rewire those. So we, we talk about life coaching. I usually interview, um, people that I've, you know, who've coached me or who I coach with, or, people in my environment that, that are coaches, you know, maybe have come through the tech Pixies program, but are coaches in their own right. Um, mm-hmm. So like I interviewed a gal who's a codependency expert, but she's a tech Pixie, right? So she went through our program, but she's also a codependency expert. So we could talk about that. Um, and then I also talk about women's issues. So things that face women. Uh, so menopause, for example, big issue for us in our community. Um, but also the other issues that face women, you know, maternity leave, um, uh, et cetera. So I will interview people um, who are in our community that are experts in those areas. However, there will be exceptions. Uh, so one of the things that we really focus on the last few years, and it's very important to me is diversity, um, that we're not just an, an all white community that we have people from all different backgrounds. So I also make sure that our podcast guests uh, reflect the community in that sense, but also where I see a need Um, We have a lot of women from black backgrounds in our community, for example, and one of the challenges we have is that they, um, they face challenges that white women don't face. So I'll bring guests on particularly to talk about that, you know, how to, um, how to move up the ranks within an organization if you're from a black background, something like that. So we've, I've been able to bring guests in and usually those guests are recommended by people within our community, or I've heard them speak at somewhere. Um, and then the last area that I lean into is financial independence. Uh, and that's something I'm really passionate about. And again, I've had outside guests on that, but usually people that I've been in a mastermind with or people whose courses or programs that I've done and they've had an impact on me, um, you know, I, I make sure that, you know, if, if like if there's, often, there's often an affiliate opportunity when you have a podcast guest, but it's usually I will only promote an affiliate program that I've been a part of. 
So I, I'm right. not a big fan of promoting a program just for the sake of promoting a program. And I had, I had one, I've only had one guest where I sort of, um, I did say yes to them. We did the interview. It went really well. Um, so a couple of my people bought her program. And then later on, she wanted to do some affiliate work. We wanted to do some affiliate work together. I signed up to do her affiliate work. And then actually there was an interaction between her team and my team, which I just thought, this is not the way that I would treat my, you know, this is not the way I would expect someone to treat my people. And so right. we pulled out of the affiliate relationship. And so I think, you know, sometimes it, it, it doesn't work out, but um, that, that, that really made me more cautious about who I invite on that. I make sure that I've got a working relationship with them, that I trust them, that my students have gone through their programs or I've gone through their programs. Um, that's why I like sticking with my own community because I know exactly what I'm going to get and I know exactly how they're going to be treated. And that's very important to me. Yeah. And you have those values and that is an important thing to have within your own community, within your business. So I love all of it. Now, Joy, with as much success that you have today, I mean, being gone through everything that you've gone through to getting to where you are, what, I guess, how would you define success? Um, I like to ask this on a lot of my episodes, just to see the different answers. Yeah. For me, success is, I mean, the, as you said that the thing that was sticking out in my head is that it's not giving up. That's what success is for me. Push through. Um, mm-hmm. And I know when to quit, you know, I've quit things before I was trying out for the Olympic team, um, for the United States archery team twice. I tried out in the, for the Athens Olympics in 2004 and for the Beijing Olympics in 2008. And I got to the end of the, the 2008 trials and I knew I wasn't going to make the team. Uh, and I'd only in four years, I'd gone from sixth in the country up to fifth in the country as my overall ranking. And I, there was a part of me that knew if I put another four years into it, I might move up, you know, a place, you know, from fifth place to fourth place. And I also knew that the, the spaces on the team were decreasing. And there was just a part of me that knew I didn't want to spend another four years of my life and move up one place that wasn't going to work for me. And so I made the decision to quit. And so I, I, that was the right decision for me at the time. And I said, you know, if I'm going to spend the next four years of my life, what do I want to be doing? And I wanted to get married. I wanted to have kids. I had no idea that within, you know, two years of me making that statement, I was going to be married with two children. Um, but it was, you know, it's, it's getting clear on what you want to end and then going for it. And then when you get to that place where you have to make that decision, do I keep going or do I quit? You, there's an internal voice that will tell you what to do. And I think for me, success has been listening to that internal voice and keeping going when everyone else might've said that it was time to pack it in. And then it's equally quitting when it really felt right. So, you know, for me, it's not quitting, but it's in the context of the fact that I think it's okay to quit when that internal voice is telling you there's other things for you in life. And I've done, I've been in both places. Um, And, you know, I almost quit the podcast. That was a big thing for me last year. Uh, I, I thought this is like not going anywhere. It's not growing. It's not, you know, I, I almost quit it. And then I thought, well, I'll just log into my stats and just check, like, see where we're at. And it's um, so we, important. And a lot of people don't do that. They need to check those stats. <laughs> yeah. So I logged in and we were at 75,000 downloads and I was like, well, that's only 25,000 away from a hundred. <laughs> And so part of me was like, let's keep going. But you know, here's the, here's the thing about not quitting. Um, our podcast has been in number one, a couple times in the marketing in the UK. Um, but it's been in the top 50 regularly. But one of the things that I think 
I didn't realize that a podcast does. It's, it's evergreen content. So what I realized when I looked at my stats again was, wait, people are listening to episodes I recorded two years ago because there's something inspirational in that podcast that they want to listen to. And then we realized in our launches, we could reuse the podcasts as um, success stories. So we started using in our sales sequence, we started using the podcast episodes to make points that we were then putting into our launches. And that just reinforced our sales. So, uh, and then it's even better when I do an alumni panel and someone that we've promoted in the podcast from two, three years ago comes on and tells the updated story of what's going on in their life. So, you know, for me, success is not quitting and it's uh, seeing it out to the end and, you know, making sure that you're doing what feels right in your heart. And I'm really glad I didn't quit. Uh, and we're, you know, we're going to, we're going to hit a hundred, a hundred thousand this year. I'm very excited about that. And, you know, who knows where it's going to go from there, but, um, it's one of my favorite things to do. And it's an asset in your business. It's a huge asset in your business. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I honestly think entrepreneurs who have an online business should really, really definitely get a podcast, get your message out there, connect with people globally. And, um, you never know whose life you're changing, who's listening. Like, you know, people will come to you down the road and be like, you know what? I've been binge watching. I think it's time to work with you. I know I can trust you. You know, you're consistent, you know, so definitely it ties into having a business and a podcast. Perfect. So now joy, this has been amazing. And I know our episodes are short, but I want to give you the next minute or two here to go ahead and talk about maybe something that's coming up within your business, um, that anyone might be interested in and the best way to go ahead and reach out to you. If anyone in the audience is looking to connect. Oh, thank you for that. Um, of course, we're Tech Pixies on everything. So T-E-C-H-P-I-X-I-E-S and um, techpixies.com is where you'll find all the latest stuff that we're doing. Um, we have our social media programs that we're launching globally uh, soon. So that information will be on our website, also on our social media. Um, we'd love to connect with you. You can always email us at support at techpixies.com. We reply to every single email that we receive. We believe very much in that personal connection. So reach out to us and we will reach back out to you. Thank you so much, Joy, for taking the time on your day to share such value with myself and my audience. This is exactly what I like on my show. So I appreciate it. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on, just like Joy Foster did today, to talk about your business, talk about the podcast, the wins, the challenges, let's be real. That's what I love on my show. Please go to top100interview.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye, Joy. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition 
without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.